It's Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got four briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, we start with some good news today. The U.S. economy turned in strong numbers on new housing construction. More on that in just a bit. Second, the son of Joe Biden is being charged with two crimes this morning, although Republicans are saying it's nothing but a slap on the wrist. So we'll talk about whether or not that is true. Third, I've got breaking news that China is working to establish a military base in Cuba with permanent troops. I've got my assessment on that coming up shortly. Fourth, the Biden administration missed a key deadline yesterday to declassify documents about the origins of COVID-19. We'll talk about why. Later, we close out the podcast with a personal question that was asked of me by Bruce in New York. He asked, Brian, why did you leave the CIA? So I'll answer that, plus whether or not I would do it all over again. But first, let's get to our good news of the morning. The U.S. economy is in better shape, folks, than some economists actually predicted. That's because the Commerce Department said yesterday that housing starts, in other words, new construction. The data on that went up from 1.34 million units in April to 1.63 million last month. Right, That difference, in other words, the increase of almost 300,000 units, well, that was greater than any other time since the year 1990. That's according to Reuters News Service. Meanwhile, the folks at the Commerce Department also gave us this next bit of good news. Permits for future construction of homes, those are up to 4.8% for single-family projects, multiple-family homes. Those are up 7.8% as well. And if you're looking to buy, I've got even more good news for you. The National Association of Home Builders said that construction companies are offering some price discounts and free upgrades. By the way, the average price reduction being offered on these new homes is 7%. Now, overall, we've got good news, but we've got some, shall we say, caveats, right? The Federal Reserve is likely to increase interest rates in the coming months. And of course, that will likely, in fact, certainly impact mortgage rates and obviously people's ability to purchase these newly constructed homes. Second, there is also some data to suggest that these new homes are increasingly built for higher-end buyers, not exactly affordable housing. But still, all in all, some generally good news on the U.S. economy, and you know what? We'll take it. With that, let's move on to our second brief of the morning. Well, Hunter Biden, who of course is the son of Joe Biden, has managed to secure a deal with his father's Justice Department. He had been facing the prospect of felony charges related to tax evasion and unlawful purchasing of a gun. But the DOJ announced yesterday that they had secured a deal with Mr. Hunter Biden's attorneys to some lesser misdemeanor charges. And that means that Hunter will likely avoid prison time. So let's briefly unpack this latest news and talk about why we should care with the following facts and data based on reporting from the New York Post, Wall Street Journal, Reuters News Service, and USA Today. And let's start with the crimes that were committed by Hunter Biden. First, back in 2017 and 2018, he made over $1.5 million in each of those years, but he paid no or very little taxes on that money. And that, of course, is a felony. 
But Hunter has just agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanors related to those crimes, and that means that he will only face either a fine of up to $25,000 or one year in federal prison. But based on accounts by Hunter's attorneys, the Department of Justice will not pursue prison time. All right, second, Hunter Biden was also facing felony charges related to the purchase of of a a Colt revolver back in 2018. He lied on a form about his drug use, and that is a felony when you're trying to purchase a, a firearm. However, prosecutors have accepted what is called a diversion agreement with, of course, Hunter's attorneys, such that if he avoids using drugs for two years' time, the charge will likely be dropped or otherwise expunged from his record. So all in all, this deal is very good news for Hunter Biden. Pretty modest consequences, all in all. As for what comes next, a federal district judge will review this plea and decide whether or not to accept it. And if so, Hunter Biden's attorneys are saying, well, they said yesterday that this deal will resolve all outstanding legal concerns related to Hunter Biden and his life, including those related to his personal laptop and allegations that he accepted foreign cash that benefited his family, to include his father, Joe Biden. Although I should say that is not entirely true or not entirely accurate, these statements by Hunter's attorneys. The U.S. attorney who actually investigated this case, David Weiss, is saying that the ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden is, in fact, ongoing. But he gave no indication of what exactly that meant. Regardless, reactions to this plea deal have been largely along party lines, as you would probably expect. Republicans are outraged. Democrats are generally pretty pleased. But there was one response that I found to be pretty notable. Former Utah U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman blasted this plea deal. And what's interesting, folks, is that he worked for both George Bush and Barack Obama. And he called this deal, quote, an absolute laughable joke, end quote, adding that the Biden DOJ was violating its own internal policies in terms of sentencing. And he said this and justified his assessment because he pointed to other cases with similar issues and charges, but the defendants got very different treatment, right? For instance, the actor Wesley Snipes, he was sentenced to three years in prison for misdemeanor charges related to tax evasion. But Hunter Biden, once again, will likely get no prison time. Then, of course, we've got the gun charges, right? People are highlighting a defendant named Kodak Black, who got 46 months in prison for providing an incorrect social security number on his gun application. He also lied about his criminal record, much like Hunter Biden did when he lied about his drug problem. But here, too, in this case of the drug, uh, the gun issue, rather, Hunter Biden is going to get a much lighter deal, right? He's getting diversion while this Kodak Black character, that defendant, got 46 months. Well, as that debate, ladies and gentlemen, rages this morning, Republicans are saying that no matter what, they are going to be pursuing allegations of Biden family corruption, again, irrespective of what this David Weiss in Delaware just decided yesterday. Specifically, Republicans on Capitol Hill are saying that they are going to investigate whether and how Hunter Biden served as a funnel for foreign cash for his family members, including Joe Biden. In fact, here's what House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said about that yesterday. Quote, this Hunter Biden plea deal does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance it because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now, end quote. And what he's talking about there, folks, is that the DOJ and FBI 
have so far refused to provide Capitol Hill with information related to Hunter Biden, all because they said there was this active investigation underway. Well, that is no longer true, or so says Hunter Biden's attorneys. So that means that we are going to see lots more headlines about this issue, generally speaking, but also, if you recall, that FBI informant who says that Joe and Hunter Biden each received $5 million in bribes from that Ukrainian energy company, Burisma Holdings. Right, We covered that back on June 9th and June 13th. So bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, more to come on this as the Bidens are obviously celebrating this morning. Meanwhile, Republicans are doubling down on their investigations, which means we are going to have plenty to talk about on this issue for, frankly, months to come. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. Enjoy the following messages from our sponsoring partners with one quick reminder. If you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or a service, then I do not endorse it. We'll be right back. Folks, there are two things that I speak a lot about on The Right Report. First, we live in a troubled world, especially with China and the prospect of war with Beijing. Second, I talk about America's obesity crisis and how important it is to find ways to exercise and eat well. Thankfully, I've got a solution for both. ArcSeedKits.com, a provider of high-quality heirloom seeds that give you food security and a healthy body. Now, some of you have asked me, Brian, why should I pay a premium for heirloom seeds when I can buy cheaper stuff from online outlets or big box stores? Well, ARC Seed Kits give you the type of seeds that our grandparents had, right? You can save seeds from each year's garden crop and replant them year after year. Plus, ARC Seed Kits have all of the variety you need, folks. Listen to this. Six types of beans, four types of squash, seven tomatoes, two corn, two peas. Woo! Don't even get me started on the root crops, like beets and rutabaga and carrots. So all in all, we're talking about 65 varieties of fruits and vegetables. And here's the best part. These seeds come from a family-owned farm in northern Michigan. No mystery seeds that you might get from an online or big box store. So do yourself a favor and buy the all-in-one seed kit. Go to arcseedkits.com. That's arc, like Noah's Ark, arcseedkits.com. Enter right as a promo code, that is W-R-I-G-H-T, and you will get 10% off your order. So be prepared and invest in food security. Go to arcseedkits.com today. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our briefs this morning with a pivot towards national security news. 
First, we got some breaking news out late yesterday that China is in late-stage negotiations with the government of Cuba, with Beijing trying to expand its military footprint on that island. And if negotiations are successful, folks, it's going to mean a new joint military training facility with dozens or hundreds of Chinese troops stationed just 100 miles from Florida. So here is the latest on that development from the Wall Street Journal. U.S. intelligence agencies have collected fragmentary evidence that Beijing and Havana are in extended talks for Cuba to host even more of China's spies and troops. Now, currently, Beijing operates four spy bases on the island, capturing something called SIGINT, or Signals Intelligence. That's stuff like emails and phone calls and satellite communications. In fact, we discussed that development back on June 9th. But this latest news is different. Beijing wants to expand on that effort by building out a much larger military base, hosting dozens or hundreds of Chinese troops, part of something that China calls its Project 141, which is their effort to build new military installations all around the world. Now, so far, we've only known about this Project 141 and these Chinese military bases in countries like Cambodia in Asia or uh, Djibouti in Africa. But this one in Cuba is the first known Project 141 effort that would be in the Americas. Now, for what it's worth, both the Chinese and the Cuban governments are denying these reports, but not so for U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. He admitted yesterday that he is both aware of this development, and in fact, he spoke about it over the weekend when he was in Beijing, specifically saying that he spoke with China's President Xi himself. Blinken, in fact, told NBC News that America's diplomats are right now trying to work out a solution focusing on their, uh, well, arm-twisting exercises with the Cuban government. So those are the facts and data, ladies and gentlemen, on this breaking and developing news. Let me offer you my opinion and analysis. And let me first share with you why this is happening. All right, From China's perspective, the obvious reason that they want this Cuban base is to have physical access closer physical access to the continental United States, especially to facilitate, uh, you know, spying on our military bases in Florida. But there's another reason, right? And that is anger over Taiwan. And to understand this, you need to talk about a little bit of history. You see, back in the late 1970s, the U.S. withdrew its last garrison of troops when it switched its recognition from Taiwan to Beijing. Now, since then, there's been a series of rumors of U.S. troops and special forces operating and training on the island, but those were just that, rumors. But then, in early 2020, the U.S. military posted and then deleted a video that showed U.S. Army Special Forces training soldiers in Taiwan. Later that year, Taiwan's defense ministry announced and then quickly denied that U.S. troops were, in fact, on the island training Taiwanese soldiers. Well, no doubt China knew about that for years, and it bothered them immensely. So they have been looking for ways to, well, stick a needle in the eyes of us and, well, for revenge. Now, the most obvious partner in that revenge plan was going to be their fellow communists in Cuba, which is precisely what they're doing. Now, for what it's worth, I think that the Chinese are pushing pretty hard on this, recently anyway, because of press reports that came out just about four or five months ago that revealed that the U.S. military was expanding its footprint in Taiwan, going from 30 special forces to upwards of 300. In other words, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cold War. Now, if you were wondering why Cuba 
would play along with this, I would say that there are two reasons. First, Havana is always happy to needle the United States. That has been true since, gosh, the 1940s and 50s. But there's another reason too, probably more important, frankly, and it has to do with money. Again, a little bit of history. During the Cold War, the Soviet Union used to prop up the Cuban economy with massive amounts of aid. But after the Soviet Union collapsed, the communist regime in Havana has suffered to keep their economy afloat. So what we're hearing this morning is that China is offering Cuba $2 billion or more for the annual privilege of having these spy and military bases. Right? And that rent is a pretty big pile of cash, especially as Cuba's main sources of revenue, by the way, which are sugar and tourism, both of those have struggled in recent years. So that is the, shall we say, quiet backstory and the context to this development out of Cuba this morning, which is why if you were sitting in the White House wondering what to do about this, here would be my counsel. Right? Squeezing the Cubans with our diplomacy, that is a, a good first step. I'm going to guess that there is an offer to uh, give them some aid, perhaps to help Havana repair and update their energy and electricity grid, because both of those Holy smokes, those are just shot. And that's a deal, frankly, that is worthy of consideration this morning. But I suspect that it's going to take a little bit more than diplomacy and aid. Probably some, well, covert action to damage these Chinese spy facilities. And truthfully, that is risky. But it's good because we need to make clear to Havana that military cooperation with Beijing, it will not be tolerated. So work with us, maybe a little bit of aid along the way. And that is just like we did at various points in the Cold War. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I've got one final piece of news for you. A quick update on a brief that I gave you last week, uh, Tuesday, I believe it was, regarding the origins of COVID-19. But to refresh our memories, some independent journalists last week in the United States reported that three Chinese researchers fell ill with COVID-19 symptoms in the fall of 2019. And that included one scientist in particular, a man named Ben Hu. He was a scientist at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who has done extensive laboratory research on how coronaviruses infect humans. Now, specifically, he did his research on modifying coronaviruses such that they could better bind to human cells. Now, his ostensible goal was to help develop a vaccine in the event that there was a, a naturally driven pandemic of these coronaviruses. But there are growing concerns this morning that he or his work were actually being co-opted by the Chinese military for bioweapons research. Plus, I shared with you last week that some of this research, oh boy, was actually funded by U.S. taxpayers through U.S. nonprofits and U.S. universities. Well, last week, I didn't offer you an, an opinion or analysis because the Biden administration was legally obligated to declassify material related to this news. In fact, the deadline was yesterday. Well, what's interesting is that Biden himself actually signed this bill mandating that the U.S. intel community had to share what it knew regarding the origins of the COVID pandemic. But as the Wall Street Journal and Washington Examiner are both reporting this morning, the White House and the intel community did not comply with this law, right? Neither Biden nor Intel leaders have offered Congress any reason for why they failed to do so yesterday, at least as of this early morning hour. But nevertheless, both the Wall Street Journal and the Examiner are confirming what I have already shared with you, including 
all the details around Ben Hu and his research uh, concerns about bioweapons. And that, yes, you, American taxpayers, you funded Mr. Hu through grants issued by the NIH and others. So, once more, I'm going to hold off on my opinion and analysis until we get some answers. But instead, I want to put this back on your radar because depending on what is ultimately disclosed, it could be very important news and frankly, an opportunity to hold people to account. And to be clear, I'm not just talking about people in China. I'm talking about America's doctors and scientists and bureaucrats who may have helped the Chinese and their researchers like Mr. Hu in their coronavirus efforts. Because as it turns out, these Americans may have indirectly helped start the pandemic using your money. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. So enjoy this next break, remembering that if you don't hear my voice on any of these next messages, I don't endorse it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. Actually, today I've got two things. First, I wanted to let you all know that I am absolutely and painfully aware that The Right Report has not been available on all platforms by 7 a.m. Eastern as promised. Please know that I am trying to fix this problem. It is absolutely unacceptable. Google has been the worst, but Apple as well. So please accept my apologies, folks, and I humbly ask you for your patience as I get to the bottom of it and fix it. All right. Second. I got an email from Bruce out in New York. He asked me this next question. Brian, I'm curious as to why you left the CIA. Now, that said, if you have to drone strike me after you divulge the reason, well, let's just pretend I never asked you. Well, (laughs) Bruce, no drone strikes for you, sir, because you actually have a great question. So let's uh, let's start with this. I joined the CIA two months after the uh, 9-11 attacks. And it was an absolutely incredible time to be there, right? We worked around the clock as threats and intel were just pouring in faster than we could respond. But we were relentless in chasing down the bad guys and we became pretty darn good at it, right? We became quite good at executing the mission, shall we say. But by December of 2015, when I left, that had changed. I saw bureaucrats who were more interested in getting promotions than executing the mission. I I saw operations get canceled or slowed down because of politics. Obama was president at the time, trying to do all sorts of things in the Middle East, and we'll save that for another time perhaps. But overall, the point is, people were just focused on politics and promotion, or they got risk-averse. But I'll tell you, I also experienced some, shall I say, inappropriate or frankly illegal behavior, right? Fellow officers were lying to the National Security Council or even the president. Now, it wasn't a full-blown lie, right? They just didn't tell the whole truth. And in other words, that was a, you know, lying by omission, right, on some very important operations. Finally, I started seeing what I would call the woke stuff. Right? And I want to be clear about something. When I first started back in 2001, nobody cared if you were gay or straight or Christian or Muslim or Democrat or Republican. Right, You left that stuff at the front gate and you went to work and you fought for America, no matter who you were. But what I saw was that culture of mission over self, it just started to change. 
right around the year 2010 or 2013, somewhere in there, I started to see things like quotas and meetings. Uh, we needed to have certain numbers of, of races or genders, right? And promotion panels, those started to have questions about what we were doing for diversity, however they defined that word or that outcome. So I saw the writing on the wall, and I knew that I could not endure that kind of culture for another 10 or 20 years until I could retire. So I left. But Bruce, I tell you, I do it all over again because those early years, my goodness, they were incredible. We saved lives and we killed a lot of bad guys. And I helped organize and execute some pretty incredible operations that I had only heard of or seen in the movies. And for a guy who grew up on a family farm in Oregon and, and later a logging town in Idaho, that was a pretty cool chance right, to go from a small town boy to a guy that recruited spies and stole secrets abroad. So overall, no regrets. But that organization that I initially joined and loved, it's largely gone. And that is why I would never go back unless I had the authority to just tear it all down and build something new, right? something focused once again on mission and service to the country. And I'll tell you, if I could do that, that would be something. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.